0: Hello again dear listeners, a while back, it was either my wife or I, we went looking on TripAdvisor for the worst hotel we could find in Montreal. Or at least the worst rated hotel. And uh, I believe we found it. So here is one of the reviews of the Hotel Eureka here in Montreal. Um, It starts out with this. Words cannot describe the hell that is Hotel Eureka. One Star I am going to tell you the story of my visit to the Hotel Eureka. Our odyssey begins one night in October, when some friends and I decided to go to Montreal for a weekend of partying, and unwittingly delegated the task of booking our room to someone who is clearly an idiot for having booked this place. We flew in via Porter, which, as an aside, is a fantastic experience, and caught a cab outside the airport. Our first hint that something might be awry was when the cab driver actually laughed at us when we told him where we were going. To say that this hotel is a... would be an injustice. The area underneath the seat in an outhouse would provide far superior accommodation to this vermin-infested den of filth. Certainly, an outhouse would be cleaner, more fragrant, more aesthetically pleasing, and safer than the Hotel Europa. When we pulled up in front of the hotel, a man was actually peeing in broad daylight on the sidewalk, in front of the main doors. We waited in the cab as he finished and staggered off down the street, then climbed out, grabbed our bags, and headed inside. There were two men standing in the lobby, if that term can be applied to the pathetic, decrepit pit of despair that is this hotel's entrance room. The first, an angry middle-aged Middle Eastern man, was screaming at a man whom I can only assume was homeless. The Middle Eastern man saw us, stopped yelling, handed the homeless man his lit cigarette and trudged off behind the makeshift front desk. We assumed that he worked there, so we went over to check in. After a 10 minute fight over the price of the rooms, which he tried to raise by almost 15%, and wanted payment for both nights in advance. We were handed a key to a room. My friends were sharing a room and I was supposed to be on my own. But at that point, I told them I was not taking a room at any price until I had seen it. Good decision, as it turned out. The dingy interior of the hotel smelled right rotting fish, cigarette smoke and vomit. There was a used condom in the hallway carpet, and we heard people having very vocal sex through one of the room doors as we passed. When we reached their room, the door was open. A mousetrap was sitting on the night table next to a collection of beer bottles and a water glass filled with black water and cigarette butts. The blankets were in a pile on the floor, and judging from the smell, someone had clearly defecated in them. Someone else, or maybe the same person, had also relieved themselves in the stained toilet and forgot to flush. Even more strangely, this person also forgot to wipe. More condoms on the bathroom floor must have been one hell of a night for the mystery guest. We heard yelling from the room next to us and something thud against the wall. We did not stay. We did not not care about getting our money back. We did the only sensible thing, carefully, without touching anything with bare skin. We got the hell out of it. Never, ever stay here. It would be better to just be a homeless person for the duration of your stay in Montreal. Seriously, find a park bench and sleep on it. You will be safer and more comfortable and at less risk of catching some weird illness. P.S. I only gave one star because I didn't know I could give zero. I would give it negative a thousand if I could. So again, what you were hearing there was the worst or rather the best review ever for a hotel over at Tripadvisor.ca, and um, if you go to that page, you can actually find many other such reviews. A lot of them are kind of old, so um, maybe you want to check out some of the more recent ones. The one I read was from 2010. Who knows? Maybe things got better. I don't want to diss all over the hotel, but definitely that review is absolutely epic. The background music to the review was very apropos. It's uh, Horror Hotel from 1960, and uh, the movie, I believe, has gone into the public domain. You can watch it over at retrovision.ca. In case you haven't figured it out yet, the theme for this show is actually travel and traveling. And... I'm happy to have my dear beautiful and highly intelligent wife on Kelly and we're going to talk about a few of our experiences traveling over the years. So let's get right into that. So then there's the time that we we went down to New Hampshire.
1: Oh, well, I was going to think about the time we were in New York and the guy was sucking his thumb on the train. But yeah, that's fine. New Hampshire.
0: That was one of our annual road trips. Yeah, we went down to New Hampshire. So we, we, so
1: why didn't we have a hotel? What happened there?
0: Because we, were, we decided that it would be more adventurous just to book hotels as we went. Yes, it certainly was. So we just decided that we would just, you know, Jack Kerouac, go out onto the road and just, just sleep where, wherever fate brought us.
1: Yeah, that didn't work out so well.
0: And... Uh, I can't remember. Was it just the two of us back then? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a little easier. Mm-hmm. So, and we were we were driving along, and we'd where where which city was this even near? I don't know. Like Annaskillen or something, or for for
1: I don't know where we were.
0: I don't know. But anyway, we <laughs> we were driving along, and we needed a hotel, so we asked the I think we asked the GPS. And the GPS brought us onto this little road and it started to get dark. Well, it was dark and uh, and foggy. It was like, yeah, it was dark and foggy and there were like bats in the air. And it was like a Stephen King novel. And it finally brought us to this, um, it was like an 18th century house. Next to it, there was a cemetery and there was a church.
1: Yeah. Actually, it, was, it was the oldest, wasn't it? Yeah, it was right next to the oldest continuously run uh, corner store in America.
0: Yeah, right. And, right. and there was some sort of uh, popular, uh, place where where people used to go and stay in like the forties and the thirties or something. Maybe it was like that. It was like that shining thing a <laughs> bit. That movie, I guess. And when we we came. We got to this hotel. This is B&B.
1: It was not a hotel.
0: The B&B. There was this guy who... Uh...
1: It was quite late. Yeah, we knocked in the door. It was like, I don't know, 9, 10 o'clock or something.
0: Yeah, and this guy and so came the door, yeah. hobbling out limping. And I, I think he told us that he, he got the limp from some sort of freak tennis accident or something he yeah, had. I don't know what it was.
1: But I asked him. We were walking up the stairs to the room. And I said, is this place haunted? And what did he say?
0: I think he said that. He the, said
1: maybe, or lately, or only if you want it to be, or I can't remember what it was. Something.
0: Yeah, that's creepy. There were probably like little holes in the wall where mm-hmm. he could watch. It was kind of scary, but that, it that was, was
1: the Flansby.
0: Ah, uh, Flansby. It was the
1: Flansby Inn on Lake Lake Flansby or Lake I don't know Lake something something.
0: It was creepy as hell at night, but when it <laughs> but during the day it was really great. I liked it. Didn't we stay like more than one day or something? No, we stayed one night. It seems like longer, but it was nice though. They wanted us to stay longer. It was nice. The Philansby is a good place. I recommend it. <laughs> Lots of ambiance. Oh,
1: Keyser Lake. It's Keizer? Yeah, it was Lake it's, it's Philansby Inn on Keyser Lake. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's giving them some advertising.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout more.
1: out to the people at the Philansby and um the uh, the wife uh, there made a really great breakfast the next morning.
0: Strawberries, right?
1: She didn't make strawberries.
0: <laughs> well, there was stuff with strawberries. There was some kind of berry. Raspberries. Blueberry. Blueberries. Well, were they like waffles or, or no. pancakes? No. Jam? No. Jelly? No. What were the blueberries It was blueberries a noodle in?
1: casserole.
0: Blueberry noodle casserole? Yes. What the
1: fuck? It was good. <laughs> Why are you swearing? On
0: the road around the corner, here's the place to go the
1: orange roof of howard johnson's join the folks who know good food good fun kids count to 28 flavors just for you at howard johnson's next up. it's howard johnson's for a famous grilled and butter frankfurt in a toasted roll or a choice steak charcoal broiled the way you like it sizzling on the outside tender and juicy on the inside Howard Johnson's is famous for fried clams, tender, sweet, deeply crusted, and golden brown, crispy, crunchy, sweet as a nut, and ice cream from the wonderful world of 28 flavors, made with fresh cream, fine ingredients, and ice cream soda, cool, luscious, at the landmark for hungry Americans. Howard Johnson's. Next up.
0: Okay, and then there was New York. What about New York? Um... We we took the metro or the rather well, the well, subway. Well,
1: the first, the very first time we took a cab from JFK. Yes. And it was uh the cab driver who we you know we were saying it's our first time and everything. And I said, oh you've got to go to Sylvia's. You got to go to Sylvia's in in Harlem. Uh, so I don't know we, whatever we said. Oh, okay, cool, and we went and uh,
0: Sylvia's is amazing. Yeah, it was good. Everybody's got to eat at Sylvia's. I think there's fat. There's like. I think that even the, 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 the salads are, are filled with delicious fortifying fats. It's pork fat. Yes. That's what gives it its flavor. Mm.
1: <laughs>
0: Not kosher, but delicious.
1: <laughs> it's delicious. So we've been there we've been there like how many times? Like
0: At least three or four. Yeah, I'd say
1: three, at least. I bought the cookbook too.
0: Right. And so, yeah, I mean like that's where the Clintons and everybody goes. Um and and so when we We got there, and we—what was it? We we would ride the the subways, but at first, either we were a little confused about what express meant versus not express. Yeah,
1: we ended up on the express. That's the guy sucking his thumb.
0: Yeah, so you're just basically stuck there. It was air conditioned, though.
1: Was it? I don't know. Everything smells like garbage.
0: Everybody, everything in summertime. (laughs) Uh, The uh, New York City streets smell like garbage and the subways smell like cattle. And uh, you look down on the ground and it's like, is this dirt? No, it's just it's just like dirt caked onto the pavement. And you see big signs everywhere saying that this subway has been rodentized. Rodentized.
1: Rodentized? (laughs) Rodentized,
0: which means they've sprayed deadly poison to kill the cat sized rats. No, it doesn't stop them. Right, and there are people who live in the subways too. I'm trying to find some sources for that for my show.
1: Okay then. Hey,
0: this is Jacob Haller. In my podcast, Tell Me About Your Song, I call up all kinds of songwriters, jazz, rock, folk, electronica, whatever, and all levels of experience from just starting out to established national acts, and I asked them to talk about a song they wrote for about 20 minutes. So if you're interested in hearing creative folks talk about what they do, then check it out at tellmeaboutyoursong.com. Thanks. So, when did you turn 15? October 5th, 1998. On February 14th, 1994. October 29th, 2002. November 17th, 1983. May 21st, 1998. It's the songs that saved your life, an interview show that explores who we were at age 15 through the music that got us through our awkward years. Each week my guest will present and discuss three songs that they most identified with at that age and the stories behind them. It's kind of like if your sophomore year had a soundtrack. Subscribe at eartrumpetaudio.com or wherever you find your podcasts. We've started traveling a while ago, and we have many different adventures. One of our adventures is our trip to Barbados. Which trip? One of the first trips, the one that I melted in.
1: That happened in the first one? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember.
0: Yeah. So anyway, um, I was uh, on the bus. Well, no. Start from the beginning. What?
1: How did we get on the bus? Just start. With what happened? Well, I... You had this old bag.
0: Yeah. You have to face the, the microphone at all times. This is
1: antisocial.
0: Yes. Well, you can hold it and face me if you want. This looks great. Excellent. Yeah, so I, I had this ratty old bag that I kept all my books in. Yes.
1: And you A- left it on the floor.
0: I left it on the floor of the abandoned house.
1: It's not an abandoned house. No one lives there.
0: It's my father's house. No one's lived there in ages. Okay. And so, and they hadn't mowed the lawns. No, no one mowed the lawns. No, my
1: auntie went and cleaned the lawn. What are you talking about?
0: Okay, but there was grass all over the place, though, it wasn't cut.
1: The grass was cut outside.
0: Auntie okay. did that. Okay. Well, I don't remember that part. Anyway, so we left the bag I left the bag on the floor in the house that nobody had lived in for a long time. And um that's your fault. What?
1: <laughs> that's that's your fault.
0: It's my fault that nobody lived in the
1: house. No, it's your fault. You left your bag on
0: the floor. Right. Yes. So, and then, uh, so we got into the bus to go to uh, Bridgetown. Was uh, it? Yeah, I think so. Okay.
1: Yes. Was was my cousin with us? No. Is that the one when my cousin was with us? Uh,
0: I don't think so.
1: Because when there the, was the a time that we went with our cousin and we got chased by the cow.
0: No, that was another night.
1: That was the way back, though.
0: So, anyways. So I went. No, with- that's
1: when he came with us.
0: I don't remember him at all.
1: Anyway, all right.
0: So we were in the we were in this bus, this tiny little bus that careens all around the, the tiny little roads, and uh, I, I have the my bag on my lap, and uh, basically, I I feel this tickling on my belly, and I think it's I thought it was probably the strap of the bag or something. So uh, I I just went ahead and I I would brush it away, but it kept on coming back again and and tickling against my tummy. These little sort of um, uh, little kind of prick prickly tickly feelings. And uh, I look down, and there is a giant motherfucking centipede <laughs> staring hey, back at, at me. You're swearing. And so I like freak out, and I put the bag very very. Gently on the ground underneath of me, in the the bus, in the bus, on the floor of the bus, and I tell you that I think there's a centipede in my bag.
1: Yeah, I think you kicked it. Who kicked it? Somebody kicked it.
0: No, no, no. Like no one believed me, right? So you told other people on the bus that you that I said there's a centipede in my bag. Nobody believed me because I was the only white guy on the bus. Yeah and then some guy
1: came and kicked the bag
0: yeah some dude like kicked the bag and then the centipede <laughs> came flying out and the centipede was uh, almost a foot long
1: not a foot long you're exaggerating like 8
0: inches then
1: oh whatever it, wasn't it that was big it
0: was big <gasps> as centipedes go
1: you know it's not the
0: biggest you have to you have to speak into the mic okay and so and so basically then um yeah so so the bus is going careening along and the bus driver doesn't slow down. And the, and the centipede starts flying around, like not flying, but just like, they don't have eyeballs and they freak out and then they just go absolutely berserk and start thrashing back and forth, trying to bite anything that they run into. And so that happened. And then all the old ladies, all everybody's like feet went up on the seats. Yeah. And, uh, all, all, uh some of the people also said, Get it, get it, and they were all trying to stomp on it. So people are trying to stomp on the centipede, and there were people are yelling, Where is it? Where is it? Mm-hmm. And after all this was done, they let uh they asked me wouldn't they ask me where I was and I they said, said well, Saint Lucy? No, they said, Yeah, where are you from? And and he said Saint Lucie and they said they said, Where are you from, the bush? And you said Saint Lucy and he said, Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then I got off so then I got off the bus and in uh uh Bridgetown, and I was kind of freaked out about this, so I, I was kind of scared of my bag for the rest of the time. <laughs> and whenever the bus, this particular bus, passed us, there was this guy who would stick his head out the window and yell, Hey, it's Centipede Man! <laughs> then the second time, I go, we go to Bar- up to Barbados, or down to Barbados, and um... That wasn't the second time, it was just A time. A time. And uh... Well, half the time I go down there, I'm dehydrated and, and, and burnt and can hardly function. That one time I got the terrible migraine. But anyway, yeah, I was staying at the house and we were staying at the house rather. And we heard this scratching noise. And uh, coming from another room. So in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night. I can't remember all the details. How did we find out what it was again?
1: Well, we had rolled up a carpet that day and stuck it in, the, um, in that room and closed the door. And uh, so it's the middle of the night and I hear something chewing, scratching and chewing on the door. So I got up and I go and check and I don't know what it is. So I wake up Sean and I said, there's something in that room. So um, Sean, trying to be a fearful, fearless protector, walks up to the door and says,
0: hello. Yeah, I was just checking. Didn't I say something like, hello, is there somebody in there? You didn't say that. You just said hello. Hello. Hmm? I was scared. Because apparently
1: somebody's going to talk back.
0: (laughs) And there was something scratching at the door. And then what was it? we both went on the ground and looked.
1: So we went outside to look and see if we could see where a creature would have come in. And the windows weren't open, so we didn't see where it was coming from. And there was a giant
0: motherfucking land crab There's, attached to the side of the There house. was a land
1: crab, yeah, but that's okay.
0: And, uh, yeah, anyway, it turned out it was a rat. How did we determine it was a rat, exactly? You could see the claws or something underneath the well, I had door? no flashlight. Okay.
1: And it was trying to eat its way out, so, I mean, that was the only logical explanation
0: for what it was. So we were lying on the floor that night, and uh looking underneath this door the rat was trying to claw in out of that room into the room we were in and uh and then a giant freaking thing crawled like <laughs> scurried past us
1: it wasn't that big
0: yeah it was pretty scary it was a giant
1: it wasn't giant it was small i don't know what you're going on about with everything being giant
0: it was a it was a centipede yes just scurrying across the floor Yes. And they're like big, bigger than North American centipedes. But this
1: one wasn't big.
0: And it could, they could sting you. They don't sting, they bite. Bite. With their little pincher things. So that was kind of freaky. And then there was the other time, the same house, <laughs> where I was in the kitchen, and I was trying to do the dishes. And I walk up to the sink and... And there's this giant motherfucking centipede staring back at me.
1: Well, I took a shower with one.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was good too, wasn't it? You're okay. And uh I had to go get a shoe and beat it like seventeen times to kill it. Anyway, good times. Go to go to Barbados. <laughs> right. Another one of our traveling experiences was actually when we went to Germany and the hotel that we stayed in at frankfurt was called the luxor and uh kelly's gonna recount one of the episodes from that stay
1: anyway uh so we're standing around at the lobby talking to the uh the front desk guy just having a nice chat and um a uh older couple british tourists come in and uh for whatever reason, I don't know why, he he refuses to make complete sentences in any language. So he just... The man walks in and uh, says, Toilet! And then he does a curtsy. And he says, Ladies! Um, So all three of us start cracking up laughing at him. And I then informed him that it was possible for him to speak English in complete sentences. It, it wasn't really, you know... It shouldn't be that bad. Anyway, the... um owner of the hotel said well normally I don't uh, allow people who walk in off the street to use the, the, the toilet but I'll, I'll let you you know I'll let your wife go ahead because obviously you're so um, I don't know embarrassing and um, well his wife is using the facilities he then starts complaining and uh, says does, does anybody know where I could find batteries I can't find any batteries and I said, "Well, did you try a local corner store? Because that kind of seems to be the obvious place that you could look." Anyway, so that that didn't seem to sit very well with him. And I think the next morning at breakfast, not that I have anything against British uh, British tourists, because uh, I have family in England, but these particular ones, whatever, I guess in Germany they were discombobulated. Um, so we're there, and uh, the guy is trying to get some orange juice out of the machine. And he puts his cup and he looks at it and he's getting frustrated with it. And he says, oh, I don't know how to get it. I don't know how this machine works. Oh. And I looked over at him and I said, well, there's a big button there that says push in English. So push it.
0: Yes, well, the British um, need to deal with um, frontier towns on the, uh, the exterior of their great vast empire and it is difficult they never took germany did yeah. they? no i don't think they took i think the germans took with britain well, there at you some go. point well, maybe
1: they were too confused so they never took germany
0: <laughs> yeah because english is a germanic language you know yes 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 <laughs> Well, thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes of Share a Slice with Sean, just go to shareaslicepodcast.ca. You can also subscribe to us there as well. Remember that the intro and outro music for this episode is done by Chromatics Music, K-R-O-M-A-T-I-K-S. And it's used with permission. You can also give us a five-star rating or review at iTunes. It really helps out. You can find a link to that over at shareslicepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you come back next time.